Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hello. Hi. Hello. I have no exciting notes for today. <laughs> None. Nothing exciting is going on today, guys. No. Other than the fact that we just ate some delicious cabbage, our tummies are rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> They're gearing up for some action. <laughs> it was so good, though. I'm, I make a mean dish of cabbage. Is there a name for that dish? Um... Honestly, to my knowledge, no. I'm sure that there is a Hungarian name. I know I've heard my mom and grandparents like say it before, but now I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember it right now. Just cabbage. Cabbage. It's it was so fucking good. good as shit. It was so good. In other, you guys don't even know. You literally don't even know. If you're someone who hates cabbage, like you probably wouldn't like it, but <laughs> but it's fucking delicious. It's great. Oh, and other exciting news. I've had the same like hangnail that's been like infected for like probably four days now. And it's, it's like inconvenienced my day at least once or twice over the last four days. That's my only exciting news. Damn. Should I cut my fingertip off? Those hangnails get you down. I know. I know. (laughs) They really get you. (laughs) Other than that. Yeah. Literally nothing. Do you have, do you have anything to share? Hmm. No, no, but well, I mean, we could, we could share, like, I guess it's not really news to them, but like, we're going to be like getting a little makeshift studio soon. Yes. That's okay. Right? That's news. That's exciting news. That's news. Yeah. It's not happening for a couple of weeks from the air date of this, but yeah, when this airs, it'll be a few weeks, but yes, I am moving yeah. and, um, in my basement, we're going to try and put together a little soundproof kind of room, a little bit and, more official than just using whatever space is available here. Yeah. <laughs> right now we're in, what, what would you even call this room? Okay, is it so, an art studio? So what this is, is this used to be Jade's bedroom. Okay. It transitioned into what was supposed to be the pottery room. Okay. But then Linda and I haven't done pottery in a really long time. Okay. It's technically like a craft room. As you can see, we're hooked up to her easel here. We we <laughs> yeah. literally have our, our mics attached to her easel. Giant easel with like a canvas on it. Well, she is like a really good artist. She yeah, just I know. I can see that. She just doesn't have time to paint anymore. So it's like we built this craft studio with a random exercise ball in it. <laughs> I feel like everyone's... There's like a... like Is that a clock over there? Yeah. It's like, art. It's an art. Yeah. See, oh, have you never there's seen a, art before? There's <laughs> a ladder, like That's storage. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very excited to get to a more official space. Yeah. You should paint it black. I know. I was thinking about that. Were you also, okay? Because I didn't want to be but, like, I want to paint your house black. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is that yeah, I don't want to paint my house black. Um, and it's <laughs> Here also I am showing be, up with two black paint cans. It's also going to be quite small, and so I feel like black will make it feel smaller yes i want to be cozy i know i know we talked about but, lying down and like wearing snuggies <laughs> but yeah that's true we took we mostly our biggest concern is that the chairs that we put in this room are as comfortable as possible that's my yeah. Becky's top priority it's, it's not true. your audio experience it's not <laughs> i could give a crap soundproof less. <laughs> this room is and how good it's going to sound it is how comfortable the chairs are going to be because when we're comfortable we're able to deliver better material yes that's there you go at least in my opinion because i feel like the episodes where where i'm uncomfortable you guys probably hear it because i'm like moving around yeah that's true 
That's like, true. like for example, the last episode where the sun was beaming into my eyes and I couldn't find a comfortable spot. You guys probably heard that. There was probably no editing that out. <laughs> I was probably just like, eh, the fucking shit, I can't move it around. Oh, and poor Drew's literally like right now working on it. Like she needs to sit still. <laughs> Currently. He's like, what the fuck are they doing in there? You idiot. <laughs> As I'm literally moving around. <laughs> so yeah, we need really comfy chairs. I'll splurge. That's something I won't cheap out on. You've seen my computer desk chair. It's mm-hmm. go big or go on. I know. I know. Yeah. My computer desk chair is like one of those like evil chairs that you'd see like like an evil mastermind sitting in petting their like hairless cat like turn around spin around yes on. it spins right it doesn't oh, it i'll doesn't make it spin? spin no oh i thought it was like a spinny chair now i'm that gonna just put it on like wheels. a very like elegant top to it i'm gonna put wheels on it <laughs> you should i should i need to raise it a little bit it's kind of giving me some back pain uh-oh because i lean forward a little bit on it it does you know what that's a different conversation <laughs> no one gives a shit about this that's different furniture yeah that's that's different that's yeah that's business becky yeah all right should we jump in yeah this one is another loosey-goosey kind of episode um but we felt it was an important one to do and likely given the state of how absolutely fucked in the head everyone in the world is it will likely have sequels down the road although i hope not yeah there's absolutely after this one going to be um, parts that stem from this where we cover like the few people talked about in this case or in this episode, if you will. Yeah. Because I slash we plan to do like full blown deep dives on the at least three people I'm mentioning. Okay. Right. We're going to do like full, probably two parters, like the one person I could probably go on for about like seven episodes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like, yeah. So we'll do further deep dives. This is just to give you like that, like, surface value like intro to it so that when we get to those episodes everyone kind of knows where we stand at least on the topic kind of thing i don't fucking know i don't even know what i'm doing <laughs> who I just, are we i don't even know we? i'm just writing down my ideas hoping you guys like them but so this week we're talking about sex trafficking rings why they go unnoticed and why the actual predators themselves might believe they haven't done anything wrong just pause there for a second (laughs) or why like mere bystanders also believe they haven't done anything wrong right or at least they they just don't realize until it's way too fucking late yeah now with these cases we'll talk about because there's a few of them we won't be doing like i just said this all i'm like literally repeating myself but i i forgot that i moved my information around oh yeah no i understand i do that all the time (laughs) and i'm like ah and i'm gonna say the same sentence i just said over again yep sorry guys i got ahead of myself that's what (laughs) happens but yeah um so we're talking roughly about some of the more notable sex trafficking rings i don't like using that word about something that's so horrifying because it sounds like it's a good thing but it's not it's fucking awful um or in other cases they're considered sex cults depending on whether or not the people involved were passed around and it's awful it's all just awful but it falls under these umbrellas we're going to be talking about jeffrey epstein and Ghislaine maxwell obviously mm-hmm. my personal favorite to jump way the fuck into r kelly yeah you know what don't even get me fucking started <laughs> and <laughs> we will be covering those way more in depth and Both then i super current as well exactly yeah. like extremely current like yeah. our for example, R. Kelly's like sentencing is very soon. Yeah. And by very soon, it's like a couple months, but still very soon. <laughs> and Ghislaine Maxwell 
was convicted. Yes, right? I don't but know she if she hasn't ha- been sentenced yet. No, no. So same thing. Like, so I want to wait until sentencing oh, to yeah. do their deep dives. Be- that's why they're. I wanted to do this now to get like the intro, and then after yeah. sentencing, that's when we can be like the fucking family information. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot to talk about. A lot. Also, the other one that I, we're just gonna brush on now, but I need to do more information, like more research on, is Doc Antle from oh. tiger king okay i watched the documentary about him and oh i didn't watch it yeah Holy. it's it's pretty damning like the guy's running a sex cult that's for goddamn sure oh my gosh that's terrifying he's not trafficking humans at least it doesn't appear so but he's definitely running a sex cult like which is they're both equally as horrible oh my god especially when they involve minors like yeah yeah oh yeah yeah like and when we talk about like groups like this like these like trafficking rings or cults basically anything under like 19 is considered a minor to me if they're being taken against their like understanding um yeah absolutely (laughs) so it's like because like yeah um, you'll see some of these people be like oh well she was 19 she consented and it's like that might have been the case but like she might have been presented zero other options it also doesn't really matter to me like obviously if you're a minor that's like even more of a of an offense like but if you're like a 25 year old person and you get manipulated into some sort of cult or some sort of sex trafficking ring or whatever like it doesn't really your age doesn't the people that are organizing that no from it because everyone's above 18 like it doesn't exactly excuse that those people still did that situation exactly and are now found stuck in it yes then you like, know like it doesn't matter to me whether you're a 40 year old person or whatever well, like if you didn't want that and you're now in a situation that you want precisely. to get out of and you're trapped that's illegal exactly <laughs> it's 100 illegal like it's basically it's abduction in yeah, my opinion it's horrible and like for example like r kelly did that with countless women yes. most of them were in fact underage a lot of yeah a lot of them were Most. but there was but there but was there a were, few that there were, were the like odd like 26 year olds six or 30 or whatever and it's like but it doesn't mean you're immune to being manipulated no. into a situation then yeah that then goes too far that you or can't even get just out like of like threatened into a situation yeah. because like that was another tactic like yeah absolutely well yeah we're gonna we're yeah. gonna get there a little bit but there's there's also like is we the scary thing is is there's so many out there that just like haven't been exposed yet because they do yeah. take years to expose. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And like, if you want to do it properly, like you have to like fully dismantle that. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's like, so many people from, involved in yeah. these things. Like you don't want to do it in a way that's sort of like, they you take, expose it, but you don't have evidence. And then they can just kind of like, exactly do it under a different cover or move it away or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then to like the ones that haven't been exposed yet, they're just like, unfortunately not considered like front page coverage worthy which is the sad part because i think it's one of those things where it's like we need to talk about all of them but at the same time if you just do a simple google search you're gonna be really overwhelmed with how many there are out there yeah like what what do i have here um oh yeah like i literally googled the words just to see like what came up after doing my other like face value research um it's it's i feel like it's honestly more horrifying than searching like serial killers because like it was immediately like blown up with like results from just the last couple of days of these rings being uncovered from everywhere like like literally everywhere there was like 10 that i saw just in ontario like lower ontario all over the states all over like europe like they're everywhere yeah and, yeah, for sure. And all of them have titles like 50 victims rescued and 103 arrested or 
200 victims rescued, 400 arrested. And it's like, that's fantastic. But like, I don't care that the victim's number is smaller than the people involved. That's still 50 people that were taken against their will and held for probably countless years. Yeah. Passed between people, sold. Like, it's just, <sighs> yeah. It's just, That's it's horrifying. it's like pretty shocking. Like, yeah. I don't recommend looking into it because it's just like sad to see like images of like herds of people yeah. just like all together. And it's just, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like literally the places I saw was Toronto, Oakville, London, Peterborough. Like just, that's just near us. Yeah. Full rings of like hundreds of people Holy. involved or victims. Nuts. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, there was a massive ring that was just caught like internationally from police in accordance with Interpol. Um, over 430 victims. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, this, in this particular ring, I, I kind of want to do more research on it and see how far it really spans. Cause I only like was able to get into it a little bit, but it literally spanned over multiple countries and they managed to cast, cast, catch and arrest literally hundreds of suspects linked to it. And it's just like 400 and what was it? 430 victims yeah. and literally multiple of hundreds of people involved that were like either assisting or transporting or ugh. Like, it's just, it's just yeah. nuts. So what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to like talk about some of the like three people that I mentioned and just like sprinkle in like a, a couple of the questions that people ask with trafficking rings and why they don't get discovered for a while. Mm -hmm. And everyone has their own like opinions on it. Like, but this is just like what I'm able to find consistently. So yeah, I want to start with R. Kelly. Again, this is just not an in-depth coverage. This is just face value. We'll cover them later. But I was having a conversation with someone recently. I'm not going to name names because they wouldn't want to feel bad about the question they asked because they asked it with sincerity. It wasn't like a... But they asked, how do you not realize you're in a sex trafficking ring? They didn't mean it in like a blame the victim type situation. Yeah. They just meant it as in like, how do you, how do you not know? Because yeah. like when you watch a documentary, you're like... Sometimes your immediate gut reaction is like listening to some of the people like, how do they not know? And you like genuinely are like showing concern from them, but it comes off wrong. Yeah. It can come off as victim blaming. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand the general sort of like curiosity as to like, what is the environment like that, um, that disguises what is really happening yeah. from someone? So my, my first response to anyone that wonders that same thing is usually age first and foremost. Yeah. So I know, again, like we said, there are often times where it's, it might be older people, doesn't matter, but usually the ones that don't know are underage. Yeah. So simply put, age has a general bubble of innocence surrounding you when you're basically any age that's under the legal limit. There's many reasons why a legal age exists in basically every country, and this is one of those reasons. Age gaps are another issue. Now, I don't mean age gaps as in like you're 20 and you're dating a 35-year-old. Age gaps can be healthy under the right circumstances. Of course, But yeah. in situations like this, age gaps are like a manipulation tactic and a power and control move. So now, of course, age isn't always the indicating factor for someone to find themselves in this situation. Like, again, like we said, this can happen to anyone. It is just like, according to statistics, it's usually minors. But minors are easy to manipulate and control, even if your intention isn't to manipulate and control them. Yeah. 
someone who's significantly younger than you, like I'm talking like child and adult, so maybe like 14-year-old, for example, yeah. all of our Kelly's aged victims yeah, absolutely. were like 14, 15, 16. 16. Yeah, for sure. Um, Where I lost my spot here, but they're going to listen and trust you even if you seem fishy. Like no matter what. This is because of cultural norms, evolution, lack of understanding, and many other factors. And I just wanted to say, when I say cultural norms, I just mean more so along the lines of like our society. When when you're a kid, you're told like, if you ever get lost, find an adult, they'll help you. Mm -hmm. Everyone around you is an adult. Everyone that you're supposed to follow and listen to is an adult. Your teachers, your doctors, your yep. parents, probably older siblings, your aunts, your uncles. Everyone you're supposed to trust is an adult. Yep. So even if someone seems skeptical, you have this like innate feeling to trust them. So when you're 14 and some creepy guy's like, you know what, this is going to be really good for you. And I think I'm just going to help you get off the street or wherever your situation is. You're going to be trusting almost no matter what. Even yeah. if you're like, this doesn't seem right, but I don't really have many other options. Yeah, that's true. I think a lack of options definitely plays a factor It too, plays right? a huge factor, especially when you are underage. Yeah. So like in this, unfortunately, it's statistics again. It's a lot of the victims come from either like a broken home or like a really just unfortunate situation. Or again, like this gets talked about a lot in true crime, like they're deemed a runaway yeah, of course. It doesn't make them any less of a human being. And it doesn't yeah. mean you get to just claim them for your own and do whatever you want with them. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that people of like a middle or upper class don't um, end up in these situations like yeah. they do. But it's, I feel like people, like you said, kids that come from broken homes or something like that or bad childhoods or neglectful parents or mm -hmm. whatever, and they're clearly on their own are just easy targets because yeah. if you get them, then there's fewer people to report them missing or yeah. look for them or make a fuss about it. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you take someone from like a, like a well-to-do family, yeah. like they're going to have the freaking national guard on you. Like, well, you know, exactly, so yeah. it's just, it sucks to say it sucks, but, but that's why a lot of like, like Clifford Olson, yes. he targeted kids who were like, and it worked in his favor, parents and whatever, all yeah. that stuff. And for the most part, a lot of them weren't reported missing or if they were, then the police were like runaways. Yeah. And two with like, in accordance with the question of like, how do you not know you might find yourself in that situation. And depending on where you've now come from, whether it be the streets, a broken home, an unsafe home, whatever the situation you're now in, with this sketchy person or this group of people might actually seem better. Yeah. It might be just as awful, but it might feel in the moment safer and better, especially when they are coercing you to believe you're in a safe environment. Yeah. You're okay here. We've got you now. Things like that where it's like essentially mind control. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And in, it's, and in certain situations, it's like, it's, you know, um, people deliberately try to make you feel that way. Like I remember when I was in third year of university and one of my sociology classes, we watched a short documentary about a girl from Western, mm -hmm. which is the university in London, Ontario, where I went to, yep. um, who ended up, she started waitressing at, um, one of the strip clubs in London. Okay. She started as a waitress. Cause she was like, I just need money. She was like, which also like, I'm kind of glad that she said this, not that this was a cause at all, but it's something that you go to Western. There's a lot of rich kids. 
she was like i was not coming from a wealthy family but there was like i see all these girls wearing all these expensive clothes and like going out all the time whatever and like i was making friends but like i didn't have any money so she was like i wanted to get a job but like i wanted to get a job that paid well yeah and she again i don't know if that was her only option but she was like i'm just gonna waitress and she ended up waitressing at the strip club there was a guy there that worked there that ended up like she kind of thought they were starting to date and he was like buying her purses and buying her gifts and like taking her on vacations and all this stuff which might seem nice but there's which seemed fantastic to her and then eventually she like realizes through abuse and other coercions and things like that that he was just trying to lure her and he's now her pimp yeah and she's in a sex trafficking ring it's horrifying yeah and And it was like that's how easy it is to get caught up because you you are convinced that one thing is happening but there's a bigger thing happening behind you yeah you might not even i'm gonna get to that part but you might not see what else is happening yeah and these people are good at what they do for a reason yeah yeah like it's and my like next point on age before we like move forward is that like when you normalize something you won't realize it isn't normal until somebody else tells you it's not normal yep so if you grew up, for example, these these really young girls that grew up under the control of R. Kelly or under the control of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine, like they might not have realized what was wrong until they managed to get out somehow and talk to other people like, hey, yeah, I just spent the last like 10 years with so-and-so. This is what was happening. And when they see the look of shock on other people's faces, like what happened to you? Yeah. That's when they're like, what do you mean? And then that's when they start having like traumatic flashbacks that they've probably either repressed or just tried to remove on their own. Like it's just, that's the unfortunate side of age is that like you don't really realize it's wrong until someone tells you it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when I come to your house and you're like, this is how we make spaghetti here. And I'm like, what? You do it that way? Like it's just like a a different norm that you grew up with. And it always starts small right like i said with small. Small, it started where like she thought this was literally her boyfriend or yeah. like in jeffrey, Ep- jeffrey epstein documentary like yeah. sometimes it started with like hey come work for me yeah come and work for me and give me a massage yeah right and then well even like the one girl was the in first... school to be a masseuse yes. or a massage therapist my apologies and she thought this was like the most promising thing. Like I get to be the personal massage therapist for this very wealthy person and fly around. And it's like the career of a lifetime because I only have to work so many hours. So that seems normal. It does. And then it escalates, right? And the thing is, is it's like even hearing it said, it's like, yeah, you know what? If I was in that position, I likely would have believed it too. If I was being told my like dreams and aspirations were going to get met. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I might even put up with a few bumps in the road. And if that's it, what I mean is that then it escalates just a little bit at a time. A little bit. But you're like, mm, okay, but I'm okay with this for all the benefits that I'm getting, right? Yeah. And then it escalates even more. And then it's like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I guess this is the, what I yeah. have to do now, right? And then it escalates more. And then you're, again, just exactly. at that point, it's too late. And the thing is, is like a lot of people might ask these questions about these rings not realizing that they've they've kind of done that same weighing of pros and cons in their own relationships, whether it's with friendships, family, or, or spouses and partners. Everyone at one point in their life has gone and sat down and said, hey, you know what, today today I'm going to weigh the pros and cons of being friends with Haley. Am I, am I really getting enough out of this relationship mm-hmm. or is it more cons than pro? Yeah, absolutely. So everyone's been there of like, well, I need to like weigh to see what's going on. And 
if unfortunately these girls found that they were receiving more than what was bad at the time, yeah. that might have been why they might have stayed. Absolutely. Especially yes. if it was a thing of safety or financial security. Yep. Those are one of those things where it's like, it's survival of the fittest. They're going to have to do what they need to do in order to survive. Yeah. If they think, oh, I'm going to leave, but someone's either going to hunt me down or they're going to pull away my access to finances. It or might they're be gonna, like ruin my career yeah. or my reputation. Exactly. Or anything. Right. It's, it's a, like a very threatening thing. Yes. Especially when you're young and naive, like, mm-hmm. and it isn't anything to do against young people. It's just like, unfortunately, it's yeah. scientifically proven that you don't have all of your logic and reasoning until a certain age. Like yeah. it's just not there. I mean, think about when you're a teenager and like when I was in high school, I feel like I looked at certain people and I'm like, they could ruin my life if they wanted to. So if you're looking at like a billionaire and who, it's like, yeah. who again is like 20 to 30 like, years older you're than thinking, you. Like he could ruin my fucking life if he wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. That's so. And again, as a teenager, it's just like, everything is, not more dramatic because but it's just every, you're going to everything so up inflated in when your you're, mind yeah. right so what you're thinking is going to be tenfold the the repercussions and yeah. the consequences especially again when an authority figure who's older than you is like if you leave there will be more harm to come yeah whether that's taking away your money or physically harming you or maybe i'll you know if you leave it's going to be worse than what it is right now yeah that's really what i think people are convinced of and unfortunately what happens with a lot of these victims is that happens yeah is they do leave successfully but it does get worse for a period before it gets better most of these victims that are finally seeing these cases like come to fruition and like have sentencing and charging and all that they still have to live with it and things still technically got worse after they're never going to get that like ultimate closure they're never going to have that memory removed so to Mm -hmm. some degree they almost feel like like whoever said it's going to be worse for you once you go was probably right you know what i mean like they're probably feeling like almost i don't know what the word is like they shouldn't have spoke up like they they feel that internally because they were told that for so long yeah, if like that a, makes sense, like a level of guilt. In some yes, way. like like their own guilt of like I I now have to live with this and like I did this and it's like blaming yourself even yeah. though you have nothing to blame yourself for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I I feel like I hear a lot of victims talk yeah, about that. Still live Just with about like, feeling like yeah, like they they feel guilty. They feel like duped. Yeah, you know, and it's gonna follow them forever. Yeah, and but at least you know they're out now and we can like hopefully stop this from ever happening again because now we know what to look for and all that fun stuff so let's move a little bit forward i'm going to talk about r kelly a little bit some more i don't even know where to like begin with him because i just i get so enraged i know like i know this like his story is the classic story of abusing your power and control to like pursue and persuade young girls into thinking they're they're gaining something out of you like these children literally thought that they were landing the deal of a lifetime by getting in contact with old robert but like he just kept them like for anyone who isn't familiar with his story like it he basically kept really, really young girls as personal sex slaves. Yeah, and lured them with promises of like record deals and yeah. making them a star and all this stuff. And again, this is like, this is R. Kelly. I mean, I know now it's kind of mostly public knowledge what he is. But yeah. even like, even before the documentary came out, 
like yeah. let's say the year before which when it, when did it come out like three or four 2019 years ago? i think yeah so it's like even five years ago yeah people be like oh but r kelly he's like a famous singer and all this stuff you but know there's a, and then there was only like rumors the rumors about yeah. everything else because he was never convicted of anything no so then you're just if you if you didn't look into it you're like oh well like obviously he was wrongly accused and whatever yeah. he's probably a decent guy but it's like <laughs> how many times in a row because like there was so many times where he was quote unquote like wrongly accused because Ugh. it was like would happen so often. I mean, we know he was rightfully accused. Well, yes, but- <laughs> we know that. I'm not saying he was wrong. But, but but in the public eye, it because he was never being convicted, yeah. it seemed like he yeah. was being wrongly accused. Exactly. In a way. <sighs> but he was, in fact, found guilty on September 27th of 2021. It's very recent. I know. Um, of all nine counts. I can't remember what the counts exactly were that he was charged with i should have wrote that down but again that'll be coming i think it was like i think there was a sex trafficking i think so yeah there was racketeering as well sex with a minor i believe i wouldn't be surprised most of them were under the yeah yeah um his set but i do have here a note that like his sentencing isn't until may 4th of this year so after that date that's when we'll be doing like a full-blown deep dive on him because yeah. again i could just go on forever about how infuriating yeah yeah so the next topic if you will answers the question of okay so you got sucked into a traffic a trafficking or a sex cult of some sort now we understand that part but why don't people understand what people don't understand is once the person is aware of what they're in why don't they get out that's usually like the next question of like okay well now you know why don't you just leave we kind of already answered it, but it's not yeah, that simple. It's, it's not very easy to just leave. It's really not to get out of something like that, um, where every single aspect of your life, like literally every single aspect, when you can go to the bathroom, when you can bathe, when you can have access to finances, when you can have phone privileges, everything is controlled by someone older, richer, and more powerful and with more strings to pull than you. There's a reason why these predators cut you off from family, cut you off from access to your own money. They cut you off from access to the outside world Mm -hmm. and make it so that you're just flat out helpless without them. They make it so that the idea of you leaving is more scary than relying on this person. Yep. And and the whole design of it is that by the time you do realize what it's in, like I said, it's already too late. Like they've already done this. It's yeah. not like day one. They're like, give me your phone, this and this. Whatever. Yes. And there's this like, like for lack of a better term, almost like a courting period, yep. you know, like where again, it's yeah. not because if someone walked up to you point blank and was just like, so I'm going to lock you in a room. I'm going to take your phone away. All yep. this stuff is blah, blah, blah. Like, of course it's like a warm up. No one phase, willingly yeah. is going to agree to that. No, it's more again it's a gradual process and these things are kind of taken away yes slowly gradually one at a time and then by the time you realize what's going on everything's gone You're everything cut off. and it's it's impossible yeah to climb your way out at that point like it's well it's not impossible we've seen it happen it's just it feels impossible yeah um there's like a reason why these people do this and this is why i and this is my opinion believe that they think they haven't done anything wrong because we, you can watch videos of Jeffrey Epstein say stuff like this, mm-hmm. but it's so that they can be your savior. Mm-hmm. So they genuinely believe that they're actually doing more good for you than bad. They see it as like a mutual contract. Well, sure, she's underage, but I'm paying her. Like she's 
you know, getting financial gain out of me, she'd be nothing without me. Mm -hmm. It's a savior complex. Yep. She's an employee. You know what I mean? Like saying stuff like that, where it's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. I hired her. Mm -hmm. She's working for me. What's wrong about having an employee? And they're so deluded in that thought that it's like, you're kind of missing the fucking point here, you moron. Like Mm -hmm. you can't employ minors to be passed around between a bunch of billionaires who are paying for her. It's that's, that's, that's not an employee. Well, yeah. Is is that if you're hiding something because you know, it's illegal, you can't really convince yourself that you're doing a good thing. Yeah. Like, well you can, I'm saying, I understand you're saying that that, that's what they're convincing themselves, but that's bullshit. Is what oh, I'm saying. Like, of course, we know that's bullshit. It's it's kind of like when we were talking about Fred and Rosemary West with their kids, where they were like, "This is this is a normal family. This is what all families. This do, is family." But you can't tell anybody exactly, it, which indicates that they knew what they were doing was that's an wrong, admission of yeah, or at least socially not acceptable. Yes. So again, when these rings are obviously hidden and not yes. like out in the public because it's illegal, there's only a, so far you can go by saying like, yeah. Oh, but yeah, but I'm doing a public service. Yeah. And it's like, well, like, no, no, you're no, not. Fuck off. No, you're not. The world would be better without you, not without you taking this woman off yes. the streets. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> but they believe that like they, I feel like they truly believe that. And I think to that point of like trying to keep it a secret, I think in their own deluded minds, yes, they know what they're doing is wrong. And there's an element of that. But I think they've convinced themselves so much that like they're doing what they believe is right and they're helping people and they feel that way. But the just the outside world wouldn't understand. So we're just going to have to keep it a secret. Like I think to some degree they think like, well, no one else will agree with how we're doing things. So it's just it's up to us. I'm above the law. So I can just decide that you won't understand. It's going to be a secret from you. Yeah. And I think that's a self-importance thing too. Like yeah. A, well, most of these people are probably extreme narcissists. Yes. So it's Clearly. like, oh, I know better than the law. Yeah. I have more money. I have more authority. Yeah. I have more weight to pull. And and I'm not subject to these, yeah, like, you're these puny. petty laws. Yeah. Right? Like these don't apply to me. I'm above it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's where it comes from. Like of them thinking like, well, I'm just going to keep it a secret. They also do know what they're doing is wrong. Of course. But they also have a lot of money and they would assume rightfully so that money can get you out of almost everything. Yeah. You know, and of course, hopefully not in every situation or hopefully that won't go on forever. Like someone like R. Kelly or Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. But the reason that a lot of these things go on for so freaking long is because people have money to pay off this person or yes. to get a really good lawyer for this or whatever. And it's just, it, it takes so long when just someone takes, has so much money. Yeah. We, we also will talk just a little bit about the like time frame. Yeah. At the end, just a little bit, not, not too deep, but so yeah, they're event, essentially convincing these people that they've been saved and they just suck them into their dark abyss and you know, they're convincing them. Like I've, saved you i'm your hero you're with me now even if the victim doesn't actually feel saved they know that if they left they might likely wind up back on the streets or have less than what they did before like we've said so yeah they a lot of the times these victims will worry that if they do leave that whoever was keeping them will try and find them And like we mentioned before, like silence them, harm them. There might be threats of physical harm, harm to their family. Like you said, like this might ruin my career, anything like that. Like it's, 
there's a lot of reasons why someone might come not come forward well let's put it this way i mean like if i was in like found myself caught in that situation and i've realized what all these people were doing i don't think they'd be above murder like if no. i'm the only one if i get away and i'm the one that's gonna like shout it out to the world yeah i'm the whistleblower just, like yeah easy yeah. enough to just get rid of me yeah especially if like i'm a quote-unquote runaway who doesn't matter to these people yeah that's not a far stretch no exactly and unfortunately like some of these victims do have no more family ties because they they were in an awful situation even prior to and it would be hard for someone to be looking for them like it's just it's unfortunate but also too history has proven to us time and time again that when these types of victims do finally come forward and come out of the woodworks they're often immediately met with disbelief and then they're just kind of shamed into silence which yeah. ends up working in the predator's favor when it comes time to holding the predators accountable yeah so i think that's plays into another factor of why some people might not come forward because like we hear we heard it with like harvey weinstein for example where everyone was like well how come these girls didn't say anything at the time and it's like well because sometimes you're shamed into a position of like oh that didn't happen or oh let's we just don't talk about that and then you're forced to bottle it up or again repress it to the point that you don't even remember it and you're too scared yeah you don't want to bring it up because it'll ruin your life yeah or at least you you believe well, it'll ruin your life especially with crimes of this nature like sexual assault or sex trafficking there's so much there's so much blame that that the media and the public just puts on the victim the victim constantly it's like, well that's your fault you got yourself in that situation exactly. you did that to further your career so that's your fault like all yeah. of these these things right that we know why people of sexual assault don't come forward 95 percent of the time yeah because in a in a court and in the media, but even in yeah. a court, someone's going to stand there and be like, you're a liar. Yeah. And you just, There's, you made, you made your choices and you regret them and yeah. you're ashamed of them. Oh, so you now dressed you're trying a certain to claim, way or yes. you're, yeah. It's now just you're like, trying to claim it's someone else's fault for your like, exactly. lack of morals or whatever. We've talked about all of that, yeah. but like, it's, yeah, it's just, especially with crimes of this nature, exactly. it's so difficult for, it's usually, you know, not always girls, but like of young course. girls to come forward and then, yeah. I feel like it's it's from like a gender standpoint it's it's probably even almost at this point in time equally if not harder for like men to come forward about sexual assault because yeah. like they're also shamed into such a corner like of I feel course. like it's just like everybody faces this like no one's going to believe me and the question too of like there's so much room for revictimization where like okay so what I do go and talk about this and I have to go and stand up in front of a room filled with a hundred people and describe in detail what happened like and then after that you get attacked and then you get attacked and then you get oh there was holes in your story and it's like well yeah because you know what i've had to suppress certain parts of that so there's going to be holes of me like literally disassociating Mm -hmm. it's it's such a like sad fucking i yeah yeah the whole process is just unfortunately the criminal justice system has no empathy for these types of victims no at all and if they do it's definitely not shown like no, it's it's no. it's built to protect the predators yeah and also i'm realizing too this is definitely not our most hilarious episode but like we just thought this was an important one to talk about like i know yeah. we're not able to make a lot of jokes throughout this one but no i mean i think that's probably a given expected but, but it's like we said a, a, an episode that will probably pull from in later episodes when we cover some of these people specifically in depth but it's a general yeah it's a massive problem worldwide. It's exactly. a massive problem and it's happening, like you said, everywhere. Yeah. And there's many of them. 
Yes. Like so as a general topic, it seems important to talk about. Yeah. Cause then you can just like keep your eyes out. Like I, now I'm like seeing it on the news of like, Oh, young child snatched from mall and there's footage of it. Where's the follow up? Yeah. Cause I'll hear that. But then there's no like that child was now found safely. It just stops there. I think I saw two um, postings within the last week of like missing women in the area. It's like like where grown, are they grown going? Women like like yeah. adult yes. with with homes, friends that were just like last seen at like a fast food place or whatever, and yeah. then never and then they haven't been seen for like weeks, and it's just like why what? where like where like yeah. we need to find them we, let's locate these people even if they are quote-unquote runaways that don't have ties these are still human beings that need to be found yeah and accounted for and like on our previous point about being basically told about disbelief when they do finally come forward galane and jeffrey is like a perfect case of that happening because you can watch in the documentaries because there's a few of them like that these girls did go they did go to the police. There's literally police footage of it. And then when the police went to go investigate, it was just, oh, no, she came and worked here for a day and now she's gone. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, who are they going to believe? This young girl that's crying. A young who teenager seems... who's probably being melodramatic and all this right. stuff, whatever, was upset because she got fired and wants to accuse this guy. And Or you're going to believe this well billionaire. put together millionaire charming with like, a staff of multiple multiple people who are all on his side saying oh yeah i saw her yeah, and she was like this like yeah yeah it yeah yeah so that's my my point on that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah oh my next one that i wanted to bring up again like i said at the beginning like i only saw the most recent documentary I don't know. I'm sure maybe most true crime lovers have seen it already. If not, watch it. It was very interesting. Um, the Doc Antle documentary from Tiger King. This guy's fucked in the head. He's, in my opinion, he's a true narcissistic sociopath, like through and through. Like, I, I, I you know what? I hope he like listens to this somehow and like sues me because <laughs> like, fuck this guy. He literally says he's like an MD, like a medical doctor. He's completed zero schooling. That would be like me if I was just like, hey, what? I opened up an anatomy textbook once. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a doctor. I am now Dr. Yeah, Becky. We should, we should, can we just do that now? We're now well, we're doctors. Guys, okay, now this is a podcast you, with doctors. Okay. You apparently <laughs> can because that's what he's currently doing. He like refers to himself as like Doc Antle. I thought that was just like a nickname. No, he like refers to himself as Dr. Bhagavan Antle. Sorry, can you say that one again? Bhagavan Antle. Bhagavan? Bhagavan. Oh, it, it, that's not his real name. I'm pretty sure his real name's Kevin. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it's Kevin. I'm going to check though. <laughs> but no, he changed his his name in a in a, one of the yoga cults, which I will also cover at some point. Oh, um, yeah. Lululemon? <laughs> Lululemon? <laughs> uh, let me see here, dog. Because I'm pretty sure like one of the people in the like, Kevin Antle, that's his real name. So this motherfucker, is, even, is it just because Bhagavan rolls off the tongue so oh, much so, easier? Oh, so easy. And it's also so easy to spell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, this guy, he's just fucked. Like, okay. So he's, he's parading around as a doctor. He's yes. just like calling himself doctor. And yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm not even kidding. He literally thinks I mean, he's I, a medical doctor. I guess 
Like he if is, someone just came up to me and they're like, oh, I'm doctor, blah, 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 blah. You'd I believe like, them. I would believe them. Like, I would be like, what kind of freaking also, idiot though, would walk like, around saying that they're a doctor when they've never even gone to school? Like, if you looked at him, though, I would be like, I, not to judge appearances, but I don't think I'd <laughs> trust you with my surgery. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, fair, fair enough, I guess. Please don't do my surgeries, thank you. I'd like a real <laughs> medical doctor with a license and <laughs> reviews, at least. <laughs> but anyways, he's fucked. He forces women, um, the women that he does bring into his circle, because, like, he fully has a sex cult going. Like, he, he's fucked in the head. Just please, everybody go watch the documentary. Okay, I'm going to go watch it. Um, there's a few women that um, claim and have, like, obvious proof that he forces them to get breast augmentations. Oh. Yep. Um, wow. I believe if I'm re- like remembering correctly, I'm going to have to like watch it again to make sure like my brain wasn't just playing with this information. But I'm pretty sure the one girl that tried to like leave, he threatened to have it re- like reversed. Like I will make you have surgery to take your implants out. Oh. Which is like that that's your fucking body. Like first of all, you forced me to get this done. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, don't open me away? up and like, take them out. <laughs> like Yeah. So I got to do more research before I make too many claims about him. But yeah, I feel like he's up next for some real legal action to be I coming. I hope so, by the sounds of it. Yeah. He's ruined some a lot of women's lives. Oh, it's sad. That's like, such a shame. Yeah. So, and then my last reason, if you will, of why these things take so long to get exposed and in most if not all cases, literally years, like anywhere from like 20 plus years to be exposed, is isolation. The victims are often isolated both like physically and mentally slash metaphorically from others. So I'm going to use R. Kelly's example here. In his case, the victims were physically isolated, like they were kept in in separate rooms from one another. Yes. So, and oftentimes they either didn't see each other or didn't even know there were others in the same boat as them. Yeah. I remember a lot of them saying that. They often thought it was just them. Yeah. So that's like a key point in how these things work. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking like, I'm going to make a successful sex trafficking ring, that's like R. Kelly did step one and nailed it. Yep. Unfortunately. So they were physically isolated away from each other, often either never seeing each other, or if they did, it was only when Robert would bring them out for the acts he would force them to do and then immediately force them back to their rooms. So they never really got to know names. It would just be like quick faces, usually in dark rooms, back to your room. In other cases like Jeffrey's and Doc's, or I'm sorry, Kevin's. Yeah, was, we're, we're not calling him doctor. No, <laughs> it's Kevin. And I love the one the one woman in the documentary. She's like my hero. She was one of his first wives and she caught on pretty quickly as to like what was wrong with him. She calls him Kevin the whole time because it's just kind of like he doesn't get to have this new fancy name Bhagavan or Doc. Like she yeah. said, it's Kevin. It's Kevin? It's Kevin. I went to high school with Kevin and Kevin's <laughs> a fucking loser. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Sorry to no any Kevin. No offense Kevins. to anyone named Kevin. No, it's a great name. It's just, it's just when it's you hear in contrast to someone who thinks they're humongous, like Bhagavan, Doctor Bhagavan, and then you find out it's just like Kevin. Yeah, like Kevin is a very common male name. So yeah. like it's just Jim. It's just like, Jim over it's there. Like, like oh, it's Dave. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's just Bob. Like we every everybody knows Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but 
So yeah, in Jeffrey's and Kevin's case, it was a little mixture of both physical and the mental slash metaphorical. Also, when I say metaphorical, I mean, it was just like, they were kind of isolated in the sense that they were told what they could say and couldn't say. So it was kind of like, oh, you have to keep this a secret, like what we were talking about before. Yeah. So that's like metaphorical isolation because it's like, while you're not physically isolated, you're just being like, oh no, no, you can't say that. Yeah. So you're isolated in that thought of yes. like, this is stuck with me now. I'm you're, not allowed to talk about this. Yeah. Um, so, but in the moment, metaphorical and like mental isolation doesn't really seem harmless to the victim or sorry, harmful to the victim. They might actually comply. They might think like, oh, okay, like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably shouldn't talk about this. Like whatever. Well, cause sometimes when you hear things like, oh, like the warning signs are like, they want to isolate you from your family, whatever. Some people just jump right to like what you said about R. Kelly, where they're like, oh, they're physically going to isolate no. me. So exactly. if you're in a situation where you're like, well, that's not happening though. They're letting me be around other people and whatever. So like, but this must all... not be the warning yes. signs I'm supposed to be looking out for. Exactly. And you, you don't even realize it, but it'll be like, like, I, I remember, I think in one of the Jeffrey Epstein documentaries if i remember correctly like each of the girls were told to say different things to each other where it was like what their role was yes oh i'm this person this is the job i have but they didn't really realize that they were all essentially doing the same quote-unquote job it was just so it's kind of like you think you're the only one this is happening to yeah you're the reason why you're being mentally isolated is so that you believe it's just you and it's all in your head yeah nobody else is a part of this because if you're sitting there thinking hey there's 30 of us that are being assaulted on a daily basis yeah chances are if you all realize that at the exact same moment and there's no mental isolation you might all walk up because there's power in numbers yeah absolutely but when but you believe you that it's just you then yeah. you're like well there's nothing i can yeah do about sorry it you had a own. bad experience with him but it's not normally like that yeah. um maybe try again it might get better mm-hmm. you know and like that's why when like I I hear like people talk about relationships of them being like, oh yeah, well like this is happening and it's like not that great. And then I hear someone give advice like, oh, well like keep trying. It'll get, it'll get better. And it's like, but what you're describing to me is like physical pain. So it might not actually get better. Like, or like some kind of mental torture. I'm not thinking it's going to get that much better. Like that, that sounds fishy. And if you want to keep staying in that cycle, it's not going to look good down the road. Yeah. Like, these are the signs we should look for of, like, maybe I shouldn't push through. Mm-hmm. It might not be worth it. That's the time when it's early on weigh the pros and cons, you know? Again, that's not any kind of victim blaming. It's just something to notice, you know? Yeah. But so that's, like, a form of isolation because you kind of just wind up isolated with your own thoughts. And you're just not allowed to share them. Or in severe cases, you're convinced that it never happened at all. Yeah, Which we, I didn't I know even think about that. Like, Because that happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we've talked about tampering with memories, which yeah, we, we've discussed this in other cases that aren't necessarily sex trafficking related. For sure. But it's shockingly easy to either add or remove memories from someone simply by having a conversation with them. Um, I have a whole book about it. I plan to do like an episode and not try it out, <laughs> but like talk about these theories where it's like it might help people realize how easy it was for someone to like alter their memory in the past oh yeah Un- unknowingly oh, like yeah 
Yeah, unintentionally, because like I, I'm sure none. I, I hope none of our listeners are listening to this thinking like, "Oh, I had my fucking memories tampered with on purpose." <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just it's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I have a whole book on that. I want to do a deep dive deep dive on it because it's just it's very shocking how easy it is to just alter someone's mind. Yeah, like entirely. It's no, it's true. Again, like, like a lot of people think it's it takes a lot or it takes a really, really long time or it takes like a lot of force or coercion or whatever. Not really. No, it really doesn't take that much. Like you said, it's small actions. Sometimes it's just light suggestion Yeah, and it starts there and it's just repetitive suggestions. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we even talked about it with what the show that we were talking about earlier about how easy it is to just like kind of persuade someone's opinion. Like I was talking about the true detective thing. You said the other thing, I can't remember what it was, but it's like, it's just... Oh, it's like where someone said this documentary was boring and then now Luke doesn't want to watch it. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) that's a very silly example, but But, it's true though. But it's like suggestibility, right? Where it's sort of like... It's almost "Mm -hmm." like marketing. Yeah. Like, well, when you think about it though, it's sort of like, "Mm, I don't think you're going to like that. And then someone's like, I don't even watch it then. Yeah. You're not even going to decide for yourself? Yeah. You just, someone else just convinced you. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's that easy though. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, yeah. I had, and I know Drew's going to listen to this when we're happening, like when he's editing the episode, <laughs> but like, this is exactly what happened. We watched True Detective season one. Everyone told us it was great. Before we watched the show, everybody told us episode or season two sucks. Don't watch it. We got 35 seconds into season two. Right away, Drew was like, I don't even like this. And then like tried to come up with all these reasons as to why he didn't like it. I was like, we're five minutes in. I like season two. And I I, already know I'm going to like it. I I told you already that it's, it's, it's a show. True Detective, like. There's separate. Uh, many There's, other shows yes. have like American Horror seasons. Story. Yes, isolated separate s- seasons. stories, and it's completely different casts, completely different storylines. Yeah. So I just think you have to watch it as a different show. But he's doing the thing where he's comparing it to season one. I know. But anyways, and, it, and it's hard. It's hard. Not and I called to, him out. I was like, I was like, you're only saying that because two people you know and trust one being you, Haley, and the other being Drew's brother, said like, oh, season two's not as great as season one. Well, from like a, a like objective standpoint, I'm not, like not, you weren't like, it's going to suck. Comparative standpoint. Compar- sorry, comparative. Yeah. But I've always said that I like season two. But because he heard that like, oh, well, when you compare the two, it's not as good. That stuck with him. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, I'm coming. No, you are, but... That's, we're five minutes in, so I don't think you're really my giving it a chance. My opinion is very uh, positive compared to most people's opinion, which Good. is that season two is absolute dog shit. <laughs> and a lot of people apparently say that. Uh, like everyone I know is like, oh my God, it's the it's fucking worst shit. TV show I've ever seen. I'm like, you're so dramatic. Like, chill, man. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to love it. I, I'm sure Again, you will Again, we like literally it. got five minutes in. Yeah. And he got up. Well, and yeah, at least give it like a couple of episodes. physically, physically stood up and left. And season three, I really liked season three as well, by the way. I See, I didn't even, I couldn't even remember if there was a season three or not. There is, there's three seasons. God, I love Drew. He's just the funniest person. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always like, you probably like me, you make fun of him a lot, but I actually love the guy, believe it or not. So let's move forward. So when you take into account that these victims have either been like mentally or physically isolated from not just the outside world, but also the other victims trauma does this thing to you where it makes it extremely difficult to open up to people about your trauma. 
So these victims, each going at their own pace and time frame, slowly beginning and being able to open up to either outside resources or to other victims, once the ability to share stories and validate the real memories that have occurred, that's that's when like the light is shed on these rings. But mm-hmm. that's why they take so long. Yeah. Is because one victim's road to recovery might take five months. Another's might take 15 years. Yep. Some might never recover. Some might still be out there not even willing to talk about what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's, and that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. y- everyone needs to go at their own pace if, they, if there's someone that's been through this. But this is why, unfortunately, it takes anywhere from like 10 to 40 years to expose rings like this or cults like this. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually and insane. I, f- I feel like... I feel like what you said about male victims coming forward plays. I feel like I've heard about certain like rings where, especially with like male children Mm -hmm. and as they grow older and realize like what happened to them. And then it's, it's one of those things where again, there's so much stigma around men being able to talk about things like that. Anything like that. Yeah. And it's, I've like, I've heard about certain ring. Well, actually one in, london ontario okay that's talked about in murder city and how like a lot of them just didn't like they, they never talked about it and until they, someone and, came asking about it yeah and it's sort of because they're like well like all these reasons that we talked about where maybe someone convinced them it didn't happen or they were remembering it wrong or whatever yeah. or they're just ashamed because they're like i'm a man i'm supposed to be able to protect myself yeah and i and i come out and talk about this and people are gonna either not believe me or or think I'm weak, or, or think, think I'm, I'm this, exactly. and it's like it's so not exactly. the case. Like, yeah, there are resources out there for this reason. It's just, yeah, and unfortunately, like this passage of time usually works in favor of the predator. Yeah, statute of limitations for one. Yeah. I think that needs to just be like fucking <sighs> I know. out the window with certain things. I know for obvious reasons and hiding or tampering with evidence giving them time to build an alternative narrative create false alibis all that fun stuff that fucks even further with their victims yeah and that also plays like a huge role in gaslighting because when that amount of time passes naturally your memory will dwindle no matter how like traumatic and vivid it is in your mind it's going to naturally over time come and go with the correct information but when the predator gets to have that period of time where they get to build their own narrative and come up with quote unquote proof of where they were that further gaslights the victim into thinking it might not have happened or it didn't happen the way they thought it did or it just invalidates their their story of what really happened yeah and it's just fucking awful but so that's like a few of the reasons why these things happen why they take so long to come out Mm -hmm. and all that stuff um I have here as like some of my closing notes that I wish that with wrapping up this episode that I had some kind of like great wisdom to pass along to help spot these rings early on to help these people. But I just simply don't have that to offer. I don't think a lot of people do have that. Um, I think the most we can do to help is be aware that these are real things. They do happen. They happen literally anywhere and everywhere. So that if, if, keeping that in mind if someone ever comes to you asking for help or it sounds like they're in like a really weird situation and they're not necessarily asking for help but they're just explaining what their life is like and it sounds like it might be falling under this kind of category they might be caught up in something like this yeah 
don't deny them. Just listen and help in any way that feels right in the moment. I think that's the only advice we can leave with this one. Yeah. And then this is actual advice that I have. It's kind of similar to the advice that I had last episode. Um, and it, it's here and everyone can just like tattoo this on their forehead. Don't be a gross um, predator. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't steal people away to don't be a disgusting piece of shit yeah to traffic them and and do illegal yeah. things with them like that's yeah that's should be common it should sense, be but it's just it's not, not yeah though it really isn't like and i think the saddest part is is that because it's not common sense there's so many disgusting people out there that do behave like this yeah so and it's yeah there's just so many there's so many factors there's so much of a power complex it's especially with certain extremely wealthy people and money plays a huge yeah. role yeah it's fucked it's terrible it's really yeah like you said it's really upsetting knowing you know i think we talked about this in the last episode about how when you talk about like all these like well-known serial killers and stuff and you're like that was the 70s that was the 80s that was so long ago like it doesn't happen now whereas like there's serial killers everywhere yeah. right now it's exactly. the same thing i think you feel like oh well that happens in like europe like taken you know like yeah. the movie taken where it's like she goes to europe yeah. and then she gets and taken, she's, she's taken. And it's like oh well that's so far removed from me like i'm here home and wherever home is yeah and that doesn't happen here and but it's like, like you well, said, it happens but you very well could, it happens literally everywhere and it usually does happen in a lot of cases where it is overseas yeah. because it's really easy to make you disappear in a different country yeah. yeah like yeah i could go and travel to europe tomorrow and be taken yeah. or someone from europe could come here and just as easily be taken yep it happens absolutely it could even happen within your hometown yeah. like like we even say like we see it on the news all the time so and so went missing that's the end of the story like there needs to be more follow-up like there needs to be some kind of other system in place like i just don't know what that system is i know yeah so that's that really depressing episode for everybody <laughs> well <laughs> hope you liked it <laughs> Well, I mean, I obviously Becky did some really great research on everything and we have, Thanks. you know, our limited knowledge on this topic. But if, of course, any, if either no of you, if any of the listeners, you have any thoughts or opinions or any, oh, yes. anything you want to share. Let's talk about it. Um, anything that you know about or anything yeah. that you've researched or heard about. Yep yeah let us know email us we'll share it if it's a good resource we'll like yeah, put well, it resources on. are really great yeah. we'll like we'll definitely share those yeah 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 i think too like even if it is like a conflicting conversation like it needs to be had i yeah. think talking about it is the only way to like help awareness is the first step to step, anything really right? yeah and like we said being aware that it's not just certain places or certain people yeah like it can be anybody it can be anybody it can be anywhere like yeah yeah but yeah so that's that's that episode and we'll try to make it a little less depressing but again we're talking about true crime so like there's always going to be like an element of like ugh, at the end so we can't be funny all the time guys I know. like i can't put it on all I know. the time I, and it's I, exhausting yeah <laughs> you know and i cap out on my jokes and it's just yeah it's yeah it takes us a long time to write the jokes like <laughs> i know i can't just like always be spitting like <laughs> mad hilarity all the time like <laughs> But so anyways, that's, that's that. So yeah. yeah, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. 
And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to howtonotgetkilled at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at howtonotgetkilled. And you can follow us on Twitter at h2ngk. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. Keep it sleazy. (laughs) Bye. Bye.